Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Brams, and I've got good news for the listeners. It's a Steincast. We're here at Triple C Brewing, of course, on the corner of Fairwood Avenue and Griffith. And the reason we've got Steins today is because it's almost October. It's a great beer. And we're drowning our sorrows on the Charlotte Soccer Show. And cheers to that. So we're gonna we're gonna drink some of our Stein here. We're gonna we're gonna take a break later wow. here in the show to get another Stein. But for now, we're gonna have these beers. We're gonna enjoy <laughs> these voodoo fries. And and Danny Rams, I've got one thing on my mind right now because, you know, there's been so much conversation. There's that been, conversation hasn't stopped. There's been so much opinion making. All I want to know is how you feel <laughs> on this Sunday about the last week. In the world of Charlotte FC. Man. <laughs> I don't know, man. Let, let, we need one more. Sorry, before I go. Three, three's the third time's a charm. Uh, actually, right now, this moment, uh, the answer to your question is I feel great because I'm drinking a Stein with you. We're drinking Oktoberfest here oh, at yes. Triple C. Yes. Um, you know how it is. It's funny how as the season has kind of slowly dwindled away, you sort of like retreat to safety. And as much as we do feel like EPR is a home base, like... There's just something about Triple C. It's a, it's a little bit closer to our houses, and it's just it's easier to get to, and sometimes we just have to come here. It's, so. like, it's like a nice hug when you need it. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's a warm embrace. <laughs> um, there's always good music. We're out here on the patio as we, in our usual spot. They're playing Arctic Monkeys on the overhead. Uh, shout out where, 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 if, you know, where have you gone, Scott Arfield, you know, to, to go Simon and Garfunkel on it. Man, I, I don't know. Um... So yeah, so right now, in this moment, you ask me, I feel pretty good. But uh, it was a long night. It was a long, dark night of the soul, I think, to get... A long, uh, <laughs> dark Saturday night. I think that's... I forget if that's a Kierkegaard reference or maybe a Sir Thomas More. I, I, I forget <laughs> who wrote that one about the long, dark night of the soul. I think maybe Thomas More, but uh, it was a long, dark night of the soul for me um, after that loss. Um setting the stage full transparency we had plans to do watch party we had plans to sort of like do independence game roll it into a watch party and that was the whole plan all week and then the day wore on i was a little late to get moving out of the house and it was just sort of like my subconscious was was driving the decisions more than my consciousness so like i never got made it to memorial like i, I was drinking a devil's logic uh with, with you with you yeah we were drinking <laughs> a devil's logic and we're on our way like five minutes before kickoff walking over to the stadium it's like let's just go to EPR and start that party early so we did that but then got invaded by LSU football fans they told they tipped us off that they were gonna be playing LSU football audio in the building which I can't blame them that's fine whatever I, I, I get it you got to serve if they have a yes alumni association party there you got to serve that but what it, uh, I think they played Charlotte FC audio on the outdoor patio. I just didn't want to be there with all the drumming in my ear. And it, I was just dreading the whole thing. The whole point is that it was all, it was just vibes were bad, man. Yeah, vibes were. were horrible. So, yeah. and that's on me. That's fine. I'm not, I'm oh, not, not yeah. on you. No, it mostly is. Okay, I mean, yeah, I, I'll, I'll take, I'll take the blame for it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to start blaming other people for my problems here. But what I will say is I just felt my confidence just seeping away at like the confidence that I woke up with and that I normally wake up with on a match day as I went throughout the course of my day just slowly seeped out of my body to the point where I got to kick off and I was just like kind of catatonic state you know just like all right whatever's gonna happen will happen like just you know try not to make it too painful and I, I don't know so I wasn't necessarily like all up in arms after the loss but I think I did feel a certain sense of anger that a lot of 
fellow fans felt that you mentioned the conversation sort of has not stopping, you know, since the end of the game. It's because it was sort of the bottom dropping out. It was the, the, the confirmation that we actually weren't really that good all along when we were getting those draws. It's like, you know, you're getting these draws and you're getting your point towards your goal, like Jalen Lindsay told us. And I agree with all that, but it's like you're worrying in the back of your mind your whole time. You're like, man, is a draw enough? Are we really good enough? You know, like we beat LAFC, but man, we can't put away DC United and stuff like that. So, um, can't even score against DC United. So, uh, if I can interrupt you, please do. Please. What, I, what I'll say is, and I'm comfortable saying this because in the moment I felt this way, is that I felt like when Jalen Lindsay told us that a draw is just moving forward to the goal, the goal, in the moment I probably should have pushed back because my honest reaction to that was like, hey man, like draws aren't good enough right now. Right, like, yeah. You know, like they, they might have been good enough mm-hmm. to this point. But from here forward, it can't be a draw. It right. has to be three points. Yeah, and, you know, I would hope that he knows that. Yeah. I would hope that he was just giving us sort of the media training answer, as much as he was, like, yeah, a, a forthright guy. Crit- yeah, I'm no, not no. to be critical. Yeah, no. I, 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 I'm I just, with you. I just disagree with you Right, you're, in that cr- you're criticizing us for not yes. pushing back. Yes. Maybe, maybe we threw too many softballs at these guys to, <laughs> so we won't lose access, you know? Like, yeah, you know? As we have been hopefully jokingly accused of in the past. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we are. Maybe we are too close, though. Maybe we are too close as as like fans and supporters and and podcasters and uh, you know like to think of ourselves as people who are in communication with like the soccer movers and shakers in the city. Like maybe we flew a little. Maybe I feel like it flew a little too close to the sun. You know, we were getting the chance to go down and and meet people from the club and all that kind of stuff. And may, who knows? Maybe we haven't been critical enough. Maybe maybe our we're blinded by optimism. I would say that. There's no bad faith involved. No, All we want is what's not. good for this club, and like yeah. we've enjoyed being able to like shed light on what's going on inside the building when we can. Even so, maybe that made me feel even more fatalistic and deterministic last night before kick. Because I knew, I just knew that like despite all the best intentions and knowing in my heart and soul that like everyone there is aligned towards the goal, I just don't feel like we really have enough firepower to be perfectly honest. It's just the, it's the proof. Follow us on Twitter at For the Crown Baby. You can join the conversation there when we're not doing our podcast you can follow Danny at Danny Brams you can follow me at John Hayes on air and you know it, it's 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 not something Danny that you should be ashamed about and the reason why and by ashamed I'm talking about bad vibes I'm talking about the feeling that something good is not going to happen that sinking feeling you know that, well I don't it's not it's not comfortable for me it, you know yeah, yeah, totally. it's not my default state exactly right and all that I'll say is uh, you know what I said this I morning? I mean, I work hard to self-medicate myself 24/7, so to avoid <laughs> that feeling as much as possible here, Johnny. So, <laughs> I'll say what I said this morning. I said Charlotte FC would be smart to part ways with Christian Latanzio today. Wow! And by today, I'm talking about Sunday, September 24th. Doesn't appear that it's happened, but yes, I liked the tweet. An interim to see out the season season would allow the coaching search to get started right away. Mm-hmm. It could also provide a bump to the players to finish out the season strong. It's tough that it's come to this. Mm-hmm. I feel very strongly that this right now is the right move for Charlotte FC. And I've and I've and I've heard some 
some pushback saying, well, we're still in the playoff hunt. Right. We still have an opportunity. Right. And to that I say, exactly. <laughs> right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And what we have is not working, so let's try to one last Hail Mary, someone who put Brandon Cambridge in the game, the hero of Chicago, someone who played Patrick Ajumong from the start, you know? like Yes. Why not? Yeah, yeah exactly. Anything but this. Instead of being married to crazy ideas of, of playing guys out of position and, and square pegs and round holes and all that and – and I don't know. It, it, I hope that it, I, I hope there's an explanation that's outside of my understanding for what's going on with Scott Arfield because it's absolutely pathetic. Like for for him to come in, become a, a score two goals, three goals, I think, right? For already he's got three goals for the club. Yeah, Nakatsa. Yeah, uh, the, the, the the game that what we thought was the game winner at Nashville. Yep. And then there was the third goal as well. There's the one where, and then he also had the moment where he scored, but they ruled Carroll offside, yes. remember? And then they gave yes. Messi that same goal yeah. the next day. All that. <laughs> so yeah. this is a guy who's coming and been like an instant impact player for us. Yeah. He was like such a great free signing pickup. As as they queue up another Arctic Monkey song for us here at Triple C, as I as, when I go into my Arfield diatribe, who would have thought? It's the universe speaking to you. Yeah. I bet you that you look good on the dance floor, right? But uh, you didn't get to dance, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and we're looking for romance. You know, I don't know what we're looking for, but come on. <laughs> I, it's, um, you know, I, I think my, my and I and I said this to you Saturday. Where is Scott Arfield, bro? And I, and I said this to you Saturday, and um, my point was very, very simple. I said this to you. While we were at Devil's Logic, mm-hmm. I said, here's my issue with Christian Latanzi. He's not playing the best players on the team. <laughs> <laughs> just that. Like, I don't care about anything else. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he's just if, not. <laughs> yeah, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln. But, yeah, that's like, a really good take. Yeah. Like, he's just not playing and the best players. You can degree disagree with me on this, but when you give your take that CL should have just been let go today and, and make it happen and just and let's see what happens, to me, that's the Philly in you coming out. That's just like your veteran yeah. Philly <laughs> sports fandom that's just like, you know, we're all transplants here in yeah, Charlotte, most yeah. of us. So it's like I, you've seen it all before. You grew up in this atmosphere of a results-oriented business, whether it's soccer, football, hoops, baseball, hockey. Everybody. Like, it doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. Like, And also, we're both Premier League fans. And, and even though, like, I've been following MLS a little bit longer than you have, I both think we both have been following long enough to know that even in MLS, it's generally a results-based league, and only in a few situations. Like Austin, strangely, has never fired their coach despite their struggles here. But other teams fire. The other teams sack the manager like right away. You know, Not, it's like well, there's still a chance here yeah, to Danny, do something. Danny, but, like, Danny, but he, just, just remind yourself of this. We're not reality. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. We're not fire Munich. We're not fire Munich. Oh my god. We're not even. St. Louis, Dog Food City, County, SCFC, Rovers United. So what are we? I can't make fun. So I started the season, and my whole bit was like, dog St. Louis for being these like losers uh, of other expansion team who came after us and done, didn't have DPS and stuff like that. And their 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 G, their sporting director made the designated team comment. I can't say anything. They've not only is St. Louis kicking our ass as far as like every operation being an expansion team, they. Are incredibly fun team to watch. And it's like super <laughs> dynamic soccer. Yeah, Whenever yeah. I see him play, it's just like you know. It's yeah. like, it's yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, it's hard. I mean, and, and I want to just give a, sh- a special shout out to the Tifos, of course, who are who are listening to this podcast, who are who are checking in on whether, whether it's a Sunday evening or a Monday morning or any time uh, this week here in the QC. Uh, you know, we're, we're with you. We 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 feel how you're feeling right now, and. We're not trying to be 
overly reactive. We're, it's we're tough not, that it's come to this. We're, we're, yeah, like, yeah, 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 that's the point. Like, that's exactly right. It's tough. You know, it's like you just got to kind of say it out loud. Mm-hmm. You got to say, like, hey, you know, and, and the reason why I was comfortable in saying that today is the day where Christian Latanzio should have been let go is because you went into the week with two home matches and one difficult road match, and two points out of nine was just right. not enough. Right. You know, you, you get a you, When you needed seven minimum. Yeah. Like you, and you got two. Yes. Yeah. So it's just like, hey. Yeah. I, I, you know what I would prefer? I would say six minimum. You need six minimum. Six. Yeah. I'm fine with six. Six minimum would have been fine. Yes. Yeah. I'm even... Every, well, it's the whole... I might even be good with four, for God's sake. Here's, here's the take that, like, that irks me, that just kind of gets under my skin a little bit. And no, nothing personal about anyone who's put this take out there, but the whole... Uh, we always, it was never going to beat Cincinnati. Cincinnati was always a loss on the schedule, like when we looked ahead five weeks ago. Well, it doesn't matter what we looked ahead five weeks ago no. or whatever. When we didn't get the wins against D.C., we didn't get the win against the home or against Orlando, we didn't get the win against Nashville at home. Like, we didn't get the win against Philadelphia when we were up 2-0 an hour with 30 minutes to play. So, like, like you, it doesn't, like, you got to take the Cincinnati game from w- right before, the where the standings were right before kickoff and look at that, and it's like, whether we were quote unquote supposed to win or not, it's just kind of irrelevant. Like we got our ass kicked. Like we were never in it. Like Lucho, did you see the third goal? Like Lucho Acosta, literally dribbled the entire offensive half of the field. He got the ball at midfield, dribbled past Jones, past Privet, past Milanda, just one on one to each of them. In it was like final boss. Like like nonsense and then he had a wide open shot in the box and just put it in the upper 90 like it was insane i just watched this ha- this play happen like one- he went 1v1 against three of our best defenders and just made them all look like clowns and then scored with ease for the guillotine goal on Kalina three allowed and i'm just like bro <laughs> Right. Where's our player like that? We have unlimited funds. We have the second richest owner in the fucking league. Yeah. Why? Like no. Like and here's the here's the take that I do agree with. So like here's what has come. Here's the uh, here's the bit of post game narrative that I agree with. Okay. Our DPs suck. Our <laughs> DPs suck. We're zero for three well, I think, on DPs. I think, I think two of three. Suck. No. As much as I love Swiderski, he doesn't get it done. He's not like. Our, he if he's our number he's great if he was our third DP he would be awesome if he was our third DP but we have nobody that's Lucho Acosta no Reynoso no Gauld no Carlos Heel no Honey Mukhtar like ev- all these other contending teams have that guy Thiago Amada like you know what I'm saying uh, Facundo Torres on Orlando every team you give me a team I'll tell you the guy and if I tell you the guy is Carol Swiderski for Charlotte FC as much as I love him as a huge fan if I'm a neutral third party observer I'm like eh yeah, yeah, that's fair. That 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 is one hundred percent fair, and and that's real. And I think Kalsarowski could have been that guy, but he was he's been asked to play a different position. Right, he's, he's been know? mismanaged, and his American adventure is in its twilight, and he will not look back with any fondness. So, I want to know, and this is where I'm at, right? I want to know if Christian Fuchs can manage this squad. <laughs> <laughs> Here's why not. Here's why I, well, I don't 100% don't want this to happen. Okay, sure. Because I found out recently that amongst the assistant staff, his focus is on the attackers. <laughs> we can't score a fucking goal, yeah. so I'm out on yeah. food. Fair, okay, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. I, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I, I want to find out if anybody else can manage <laughs> yeah. this squad. Yeah, I've heard people throwing Jesse Marsh's name out there around no. here. You know, I'm, that's, what I'm, that's like the names are being no, I'm thrown about out. Stuff, no, because we're, 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 we're not going to hire any manager before the end of the season. Right, who could be the, in, you're saying interim? 
someone to get something different out of this squad in the final six games. And it doesn't even mean results. It's I would, just like well, play style, idea, energy, anything besides yeah, what we have now. There's got to be somebody. I don't know who it would be, but uh, hopefully not the... Jorge Herrera! For all I care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get hip, hip, poor hay in there. I like it. You've been, I like it. Yeah, he's coaching the academy. You might learn a little more about that in a future uh, conversation on this show. But, uh, uh, spoiler alert, I don't know. Anybody, yeah. like That's the point. The point is, like, the point for me is that Latanzio has failed. And it's yes. like, I ha- I wish this man no will ill personally. Totally. But, I, but, but what I think makes it kind of, like, a little less emotional for me on this level is that he's never, ever worked to connect with the fan base. So, Latanzio so, loves his players. Okay, he, let's, let me put the ranking real quick, and then I'll yeah. turn. I'll give you the mic because I've been blabbering. No, but I, I have a question. So but, okay. You're going to give me the mic, I'm just going to ask you right. a question. Here's, here's in my, from an outside perspective, not trying to put thoughts in people's head, but from what I can garner, what I can infer, you know, you learn that unit in, in elementary school, inferences, <laughs> you know. Here's what I can infer. He loves the game. He loves the system he loves his players he tolerates the fans that's how i see it he's not here for the fans he's here for this platonic ideal of what a soccer system can be because he loves this game he's been close to this game his whole life he's a 55 plus year old man i don't remember exact age but like think about that's 10 plus years older than me and i'm an old fuck so like (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm saying I mean, you're, you're a young spring chicken in my mind, for what it's worth. But he just, the fans have never been part of the game to him. Right. In, in from, from, and again, I'm not trying to put thoughts in people's head. If he was sitting across his table and told me different, I would take his word for it. But his actions have shown that that's what it seems to be in his head. Right, and, and there's there's this whole idea about calling for a manager's head and being crazy. It's not and that. It's, it's like, it's not that. I just yeah. kind of want to be clear about that right. on this podcast. is like... Is, is that you can go back not, and you can listen to many episodes. I'm not going to show up at a sign with a big Latanzio out placard no. at a game. and It's not that. It's just, but I just know in my heart that it's done. It's over. Right. He's failed. Charlotte Soccer <laughs> Show. John Hayes. Danny Brown. What was the question? What was your we're, question? We're Sorry. here at Triple C and we, we're doing a Steincast and we're, we're having great conversation. We're having great fries. Wind me well. up and let me go, man. I, I can't we're, stop. We're, we're having great fries as well. <laughs> And it just, it feels so good to be out here. It does. And the question that I want to ask you specifically is, why doesn't Patrick Ogermong play? Like, do you think that Patrick Ogermong is better than Enzo Capetti? Yes. Okay. Okay. I do. I thought I had to think about it for a second, but I do. I think Copetti has experience, and I think Copetti has five times the experience and half the talent of Patrick Ajimong. That's what I think. I agree. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Where is the disconnect, is what I want to ask you. What, why and where is the disconnect? I, I just don't understand. The idea of not being able to play your best players right. in the most important time of the, the season. Right. I, what but, is happening? Especially when they have that concept is of... Is it Zoran Cronetta? Is Zoran, is Zoran pulling the strings? Is no. Latanzio a yes man? No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's Latanzio. I think if Zoran could choose, he would put Patrick in. I honestly think that. I think Zoran, to his credit, he lets Latanzio manage the squad. And I don't like the way Latanzio does it, but I don't, I don't believe Zoran 
or Joe or Dave or anybody is interfering with. I believe they give Christian Latanzio full autonomy over the squad. I have to believe that just from everything I've seen. Maybe you disagree. No, it's not that I disagree. Uh, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, we don't I, really yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't really know, but but to me, what I, I again, I infer all this from the, the, the way they talk. A, Zorn has, said, Zorn has said that that's how he operates. He says Chris has full autonomy. The way Chris... I love that Zorn calls him Chris, by the way. I always I, think I that's so like funny. That. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny to me. I mean, you know, lost in translation moment for sure. But Christian Latanzio, I think the way he talks about his decision-making, it seems clear to me that there's no buttons being pushed or strings being pulled. Like, you can tell when a manager is like, well, you know, they're telling me this. But this, whenever he talks, he's fully confident in all his decisions. And sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. You watched the five-minute press conference after yeah, Saturday yeah. night's match. Yeah, he spoke for five minutes not. last night. What yeah. did he say? He said, he said, you know, again, we, the opposition, uh, we tried to play the system, uh, but it, uh, <laughs> uh, we had the possession. We just couldn't get the shots. We couldn't get the end product. Westwood said the same thing. Westwood did like a four-minute press conference. The Tom's did a five-minute. It's on the <laughs> Charlotte FC YouTube if you want to go check it out. We need to get all these Zoom calls. Back. Yeah. Could you imagine? If I, I, I don't know. Calls? Yeah, I mean, when the team is, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I would love to be on. I would love. I would love to be on the Zoom calls. Well, maybe maybe that's a year three initiative. Yeah. Who knows? We we'll, we'll have to uh, see if the, what the the whole work setup we'll do for that. A, we'll do be, a breathalyzer yeah. if we have to. Right, right, exactly. That's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm getting at for sure. I know the team wants people to cover. Speaking of, I mean, not to blow up a spot, but he said it in public. So I mean, I can say this. I think Sam Spencer, soccer sheet, great guy who did covers you, the did team. Did you join the spaces last I night? I did, and uh, I got to jump in and I'm talk to him. I'm gonna listen to that on the way home. And what he said in the spaces again. I hate to blow you up, Sam, but he said. I'm skipping the press conference tonight. I wanted to come talk to the fans. You know, and that's the press conferences don't mean anything after a loss like that. What's he going to say? What's he going to say is the is the thing. Well, you it know doesn't what matter what he says, and but it's the questions that I matter. think, well, that's true too. And the questions were all uh, professional but not insightful. Let's just say that. I'm not yeah. going to shoot. I'm not going to My shout. question my question yeah. on Saturday night after the match would be, do you feel like your job is in limbo? No one asked that. No one was near that. It was it was nice. Someone asked about Yere. Yere Yere's carrying a, a knock from the last match and wasn't available. So there's some info there. But it's it's all about we're doing good. We're playing the system. We're we're just not generating the end product. And Westwood said the same thing. Westwood talked about dominating possession. Uh, that's obviously going to be big. Uh, that's a big aspect of a Premier League players' mindset, I think. And we do do that. I don't think we had any really good possession. And I question. I haven't looked at the stats. You can maybe call up self score. I question that we dominated possession last night against Cincinnati. I didn't really see us dominating possession. What I saw was Cincy kind of not necessarily park the bus, but really just kind of build a build a little a little shell. They they built a little like defensive core, yes. and they knew send as many fucking crosses as you want. None of them are going anywhere, and then the, and we'll just counter, and we'll just yeah. counter off your dumb crosses, and that's what happened all night. Uh, the the drama surrounding. Cincinnati's first goal of the match. He's the, irrelevant. You know, when Christian Kalina came out running to the referee, I was embarrassed. I was yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's like we're finishing each other's sentences. <laughs> I was totally embarrassed by that. I was, I, so I was just like, hey man, yeah. that's a great free kick. <laughs> yeah. like, what the hell are you doing, bro? Yeah. <laughs> like, he well, he was embarrassed. That's yeah. why he did that because yeah. he's like, he was like, the whole thing was set up for a right-footed kicker, and then they they had the lefty go uh, before anyone realized what was happening, and he and Oh, by the way, he had a perfect free kick. Even I will give Latanzio credit for that. 
they asked him, what's up with the, you know, did you see the tweets that there was an attacker in the wall and, you know, maybe it was illegal and should have been blown dead? And he was like, the guy hit upper 90 on a free kick. I'm not going to say anything about the fucking attack in the wall. So credit to Latanzio yes. for at least not being a little yes. bitch about that. So, uh, yeah. 100%. yeah. Uh, Charlotte Soccer Show. <laughs> um, what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a look at the schedule, take a look at the final fixtures, and have a real conversation about what this club can accomplish in the, the remaining games of the year. So, but the first thing that we're going to do before we do that is head into the bar here at Triple C and refill these steins and try to get some clarity. <laughs> it's a stein cast, baby. Back after this. Back here on the patio of Triple C, we're hanging out here again on the corner of Fairwood and Griffith. We're seeing some dogs walk around. We're seeing some beautiful people walk around. Fairwood and Griffith, baby. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal Sunday evening on the Triple C patio. And after you heard that first segment, if you're still with us, cheers to you for that. We're on our second Steins. <laughs> Because what we're going to do, what we're Just going to do up. here on the show, it, as we drink our second Stein, is we're going to ask about <laughs> hope, baby. We're going to fig- we're going to ask ourselves, what's out there for this club? Yeah. Because the season's not over, and there's still games remaining. <laughs> so I need to ask you, Danny, for my own sanity. What do I have to look forward to? I thought I just did a rant about how the season is over. Uh, <laughs> shoot. Um, well, I got. Uh, I know that you were told there would be no math when it came to uh, being a soccer supporter, but that's pretty much all we got going for us right now is math. So, um, what can I say? There's currently ninth place is 37 points. NYC and Montreal tied for the 8-9 wild card game. That's only four points back from us, and we have two games in hand. So we win those two games in hand. We got six. That's more than four, right? right? Greater than or less than sign, from your, if you remember that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nothing about... They, they taught us about inequalities when I was in elementary school math, and then uh, I learned all about a whole different kind of inequality when I grew up uh, and became a poor working stiff. But anyway, um, the most points we can get for Charlotte FC... Is 48 points. 48. And We're sitting on 33. We have five and matches that, And left. that's if we win all five matches. That's that's full points, yeah. Who, who are we playing? We're playing at New England, home versus Toronto, which should be... If we don't beat Toronto, we can pack it in for sure. But uh, then we go to Chicago, a team we should be able to beat. Chicago's kind of like the the uh, Forrest Gump of this whole situation because they play everybody. Forrest Gump plays Red Bulls, Miami, Charlotte, and NYC for the last four, who are the four teams. So they're like, uh, you know, interacting with... Uh, with everybody on this journey. Um, we play then Miami twice. So we got three matches then uh, against other teams, then two against Miami. If we win all those matches, we're sitting on 48. And 48, I think, gets us in, for sure. But do you trust this team to win five matches five in a row? Five in a row? We've won two <laughs> matches in the last six months. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like a World Cup. I think Laddie Daddy said this is like a World Cup or at one point, right? In one of his last oh nine things. But. Yeah, like legit. What I can say is, like, I, I want to believe that all those matches are winnable. Yeah, sure. This, this team doesn't win matches. Right. At New England, 
is tough. If you think our turf is bad, New England has the worst turf in the league. Uh, you know, we have a week off till we get there. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, I, <laughs> That's why we need the new manager in. I am done. Right. Because, yeah. Because you've got a week. Right. To get a plan So, like, you're, you're saying, can, you asked me how can I give you hope as the start of this second segment. The way I would give hope is by doing what you said in the first segment, which is making the drastic change up top because you're going to have to anyway. Like, the reason I, I support you in your, in your sort of, like, saying that today could have and should have been the day was because I think it's got to happen in the offseason anyway. So you might as well have, like, cut out and, like, like you want to shake players up. You know, you want to you wanna tell uh, a guy like McKenzie Gaines that you have a shot to get back in, into this lineup or something like that. Guys who might have been, you know, sort of phased out. You want to tell Bill Tuoloma that maybe maybe you can get back in and make an impact late in this season. You know, who knows? Any, I, you know, I, I don't really think that would happen with Bill, but I'm, what I'm saying is, like, you want to shake things up to that level. That's what you have to do. Is you got to sack the gaffer, you know. Unfortunately, and, and it's again, it's not personal, but I just think that that is the drastic move that could help. Because again, let's like, and again, you you wonder like, what's this club going to do in when it comes to like the legacy playoff run and like, who are they going to? Is Cambridge going to be available to the first team, or are they going to hold him to make sure Legacy wins the the inaugural uh, title in their first MLS Next Pro season stuff like that. Same with. I don't. I think Patrick's legacy days are done. Hopefully, I think your 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 pressure campaign hopefully succeeded in that regard, Johnny. But uh, uh, but there are some other guys who fit the, like the first team legacy sort of they straddle that boundary. Most notably, Cambridge. I don't know. I'd like to see Cambridge get more minutes with the first team. I think I echo the thoughts of a lot of tifos, especially when I say whether you think we're mathematically out of it or not, or whether you th- whether you agree that the season's over or we're still in it, or well, math- you're too math- negative. Mathematically, we're, we're still in it, and, and that's why I believe so, I'm asking for some So votes. what I'm saying is that's a spectrum, right? You can be on the spectrum of where I am, where I'm like, the math doesn't matter. You can be on the Matt Barbie end of the spectrum where we're like guaranteed, divinely ordained to win the next five matches and end up on 48 points. You know, that's a sp- and somewhere in there yeah. you fall on that yeah. spectrum. So um, for me, it doesn't matter where you fall on that spectrum. It's still the move to start getting these young guys in the lineup because the, what we've been playing hasn't worked. So yeah. it's like we need a change. Whether we fire the manager or not, he needs to be the, – if he doesn't get fired, then he needs to step up and say, what I've been doing hasn't worked. Playing Breck Diagra on the wing doesn't work. He's a center, center attacking man. Playing Brand Bronico as an A doesn't work, even though you know I'm the one who says Bronny can cook in the, in the final third. He doesn't do it enough. Uh, Scott Arfield is a guy we went out and signed, and Zoran went to go get – and put him on this team to, to be part of the playoff push. And I don't know why Laddie's not playing him, but he should. Um, who else? I think I think Vargas never should have been given up on. As much as I love Miram, and Miram does bring a sense I mean, of like... like legitimately on this show... Miram's not going to be a key the, contributor next year as much as I love him, this right? This season on this show, Danny, I agree. Miram, yeah. Miram is at the, the tail end of his career, right. as, as are many guys who are playing for Charlotte FC right, right now. And <clears throat> if it, what I said about Vargas around the season is it's like... This guy could be the future of Charlotte FC. Right. Protect him at all costs. Protect him at all, yeah, right. And we protected him at all costs by making sure that he wouldn't get hurt by benching his ass, I guess. He was getting kicked a lot when he was out there, so who knows. But But he didn't play. He he made some, he was pretty impactful through a certain stretch of the season, I feel like. You know, if we start to look back and we're like, I get that. But the problem is, you don't, okay, you want to play Miram. You can play Miram, but you don't have to bench Vargas to play Miram. The, the problem of the whole thing is putting Brecht Diagra on the wing and pinning him up against the sideline. I thought Brecht was horrible against, and we were all pretty bad against Cincy, but I thought Brecht was legit horrible against but, Cincinnati. And, and you and you you thought he was even worse 
at home against Philadelphia. Well, I mean, that's that's like that's like an out, that's so outlier in terms of like just like I I wouldn't have expected that to happen in an intramural soccer match like at a prison like that kind of foul that he made. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Guards versus prisoners. I don't think that foul would have been committed. That's why I have no clue why the captain of a French cup, uh, cup winning side would ever do it. But again, I, I wonder. Brecht has a lot to prove to me. As much as I, I, I you know, again, and it, you talk about being too close and admitting the fact that I love these guys, but I have to criticize them when I'm on this microphone. I shook Brecht's hand at the Barney Bro party and I said, Brecht, welcome to our club. Thank you for being here. I hope you, you know, have a great impact. And he said, thank you. And he walked, you know, he had a million hands to shake. We didn't have like some deep conversation, but like I can sit here and still, even having done that, I have to say, you've been exceptionally you cost us the match against Philadelphia of uh, the points against Philadelphia and Brecht was horrible against Cincy to the point where I was like why didn't Kerwin Vargas start this match that's all yes and again I think he's being misused yeah, and miscast and misplayed he's not been a winger for Toulouse yeah, yeah, yeah he's you know <laughs> like in the Belgian league he wasn't a winger he's a, he's a center creative mid and the reason that he's in the center as i've said on a previous episode and i will just repeat again please do because he's the best dribbler on the fucking team he is, yes. and he needs to be able to be omnidirectional and he can't be pinned up against the fucking sideline that's right that's right that's, that's exactly right i think um brett diagre is supposed to be playing where cal sudersky is playing and cal sudersky where he is playing should be playing where enzo capetti is playing right and justin miram should be on the bench and Patrick. Ben Bender on the right wing should also be on the bench. And Patrick Ajmong should be in some, anywhere, to be I honest. Mean, like, this, you know. I mean, I, I thought I, this segment, also, the segment was about hope. I know, but we have to, we can't live with We have to, like, Do reality, reality yes. butted okay, in. Okay, reality okay, butted okay, into okay, the hope okay, segment. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, all right. Okay. Yeah. Does Messi play in either game? At, at so, Miami or at Charlotte? So at Miami, Messi 100% will be gone with Argentina. Well, not 100% because it hasn't been announced yet, but... For all intents and purposes, it's a it's a, an important match for Argentina. It's it's qualifiers down there in South yes. America, so he will be um, playing in the international break. Karol Swiderski will also most likely be gone for us during that match because Poland has qualifiers uh, for for Euros. And so, so if Miami's can, out of the playoffs, he's not coming up here to play. On the so turn. yeah, so then we have to look at where is Miami. Miami plays. We're recording this right as Orlando and Miami are about to kick off, so so that's going to f- temper my answer as far as whether Miami gets three points during the time that uh, we tape this episode to the time people would listen to it. But yeah. um, So just knowing that, I would say that they don't have Messi against Orlando, and they're going to need these three. They desperately need these three points against Orlando. They can't, as much as we can't afford to lose, they can't afford to lose. So Yeah, yeah. Huh? yeah. Oh, dude, I mean, that... Uh... They're still behind us, technically. <laughs> technically, Miami. Well, they, but, but their points, they, if they win out, they have more points than us. Yeah, they have two. They have a game in hand on yes. us, and two fewer points. Yes. So yeah, they would be. They, yes. Miami and Montreal have the most available points left, or the, they can finish on the highest total. I should say. So, so what do I do as a, as a supporter of Charlotte FC, as somebody that knows that there's only two home well, matches left? That's a great. I, I, you know what do I do? So it's decision time. Unfortunately, it's like yeah. we didn't think it would come to this, but like this is what you have to sort of decide in or out. This is an in or out moment. Like these yeah. next this next month of the season is in or out. Like a lot of people are going to be making season ticket renewal decisions this next month. I'm obviously renewing. I have there's nothing you could do yeah. to get stop me from. Well, renewing. there's literally legally nothing <laughs> I can do. Right, you're under contract <laughs> in the 300s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Uh, shout out to the club for keeping prices flat. I don't think we ever fully meant. We tweeted about it. We didn't ever mention it on an episode. And I would say, you know, I think uh, uh, Joe Labou takes a lot of crap uh, as far as uh, from people that don't really know a lot. I, I, I see a lot of an- tweets tagging Joe Labou, and I'm like, why do you got to tag him in this? You know, why are you tweet tagging the club president some asshole angry tweet? You know what I'm saying? Yes, like, yes. like you can think what you want to get him, but don't. This guy, like. I don't know too many club presidents that are out there like trying to interact with fans on social media. The the small degree that he does it, like he he takes the time to like tweet game day tweets and stuff like that. I don't know too many club presidents that are out there doing it. I appreciate it. So, visibility like, is really visibility good. matters. He was on our show, you know. He met he yeah. he's done what he can to sort of connect as a club president with the fan base more than most club presidents. And like I don't know, I like the guy, so that's why I'm I'm a fan. That's why I'm complimenting him. Me like too. like you can say I'm a shill or whatever. I don't care, but like that's how I honestly feel. So the point is, I don't even know what the point is, but I just know that like a lot of people are complaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I forget where I was even going with this, but no, no. My question was to you was, what should I do as a supporter? Oh, right. Okay, okay. So yes, exactly. So season ticket renewals. You know, the club's trying to connect. The club's trying to be visible out there with the administration and leadership. Uh, they're they're out working in the community. So, but the results haven't been there. The goals have not been met. The some would say the promises have not been kept. I don't necessarily agree that nah, those were there, promises, but some. But there were there are people out here who will say they were promised a playoff match with <laughs> within the first two years. I've seen it. I've seen the yeah. take on Reddit. I've seen the take on Discord. Yeah. I've yeah. seen it all over the place. Well, probably the one thing about promises that I can guarantee you, promises always get broken. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So not, High crust promise, baby. That, so. Easily made, easily broken. Yeah. Um, I think that's more of a goal set than a promise, but yeah. that has regardless it's been a failure, and that's why I endorse the message that you put out of getting rid of the manager as soon as possible. Um, nothing personal, CL. But uh, so what you have to do is decide like what are you in this for? Are you in this for the party? Are you in this? I know some people that are in this for the party, and they're going to renew because they don't care. They don't like. I love a party. Yeah. Are you in this for because you have to support a winner? You know the Panthers suck. The Hornets suck. Did you, did, like the Panthers did, were winning. did you sign up? The Panthers suck, all right? <laughs> did you sign up for Charlotte FC fandom as a way to sort of like finally support a winner in Charlotte because the Panthers and Hornets have been so bad for so long and you just like needed and they haven't delivered and so you're going to leave? Like, there's going to be, a, what I'm saying is, I'm not trying to will this into existence. I'm just being real. Like, yeah. there's a segment of our fan base that will fall off based on the failure to make the playoffs in the first two seasons. And so, like, the people that stay, it's going to be that much sweeter, I guess, is, is what I would say. It's like, there's so many different types of personality out there, and there's a lot of people out there that aren't going to get what I'm saying. They're just not going to be able to wrap their head around it. But for me, the hard times make the good times sweeter. And, like, the, the chance to go through some suffering like we've gone through, as much as I wish it would have been different, I will at least try to find the silver lining. I'll at least try to, like, understand what I can learn from everything. I, I'm jealous as hell. Uh, I actually have a bunch of... Uh, friends that live in St. Louis and I've been giving them hell for a year and I can't give them hell anymore because they just they proved the point they did it we didn't do it and that hurts you, you don't mind that silver. fucking hurts that 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 fucking St. Louis fucking Missouri did it and Charlotte North Carolina couldn't do it yeah. and that hurts it does do, do you, and I and I hear you and you're, you're answering my question because now you've got me thinking mm-hmm. about what I can do as a supporter what I can be as somebody that, what I can do as somebody that really, really, truly cares about this club, what I can latch on to, something that I can hold, you know, really close to my heart. And I've got one thing, and one thing only. 
Patrick Hashimov. <laughs> Starboy. I mean, this is our oh, yeah. guy. The future. Like, we found him. He's yeah, ours. Right. Shout out to uh, Jose Tavares. Shout out to Thomas. Shout out to the whole scouting team. Unbelievable yeah. job by the scouting staff to get this kid into this program. He right. is a total game changer. Like, on the pitch every moment he's out there. There's a universe where he like goes absolutely nuts for the next year and a half and like is in the mix for US men's national 26. I mean, I don't think that's really going to happen, but like he's so special. He protect Patrick Ajemong at all costs. Yeah, like yeah. like the combination of of uh what I see in him all his traits Yes. In terms of the brain, the body, the oh the attitude, he's just such a good off guy the, with the off fans. The by the way, off the by the way, stayed at was was there again, just like we showed with Jalen Lindsay. Ajman was there 30, 45 minutes signing jerseys for fans uh, after the Philadelphia disappointment. You know, like Karol Swiderski, literally as soon as the final whistle, Karol Swiderski walked off the pit, walked directly from the bench to the tunnel. Never even looked at the supporter section once, and you know whatever, good on him. That's no, 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 that bothered but, you. But Patrick Ajemong, fucking, came and was there 30, 45 minutes after the match before he ever even went. Before he even went to the, he didn't go to the tunnel and come back out. He stayed out the whole time and was signing jerseys. Whether it's Christian Latanzio, whether it's Zuren Cornetta, whether it's Jose Tavares. Jose Tavares, I don't fucking care. <laughs> Somebody. Somebody needs to take responsibility for the fact that our best player doesn't play. Yeah. Our Especially best. when he's the one to hold on to, like you just identified. Right, for hope. I, I, I think it has a lot to do with the current MLS structure. Mm-hmm. I think it has to do with the fact that he's not a designated player. That are two of Charlotte FC's designated players. Enzo Cabetti and Carol Sidersky both consider them strikers as well. I think there's a lot of ego involved, right. and I think there's a lot of dis- tough decision making right. involved. I and this is where my most critical decision is. This is where I this is where I want to be most critical of the club. The decision making is not for best player. The decision making is for most money spent on player. Right. Optics take precedence over results lately. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because it because if you wipe the salaries out. Any coach would put Patrick Ajemong ahead of Enzo Capetti in a starting lineup. It's not even close. Let's just be real. Yes. Like, I don't care what you did at Racing Club in the Argentine League. By the way, you scored a bunch of goals in Argentina, and I'm sorry to, to the Argentinian fans that we have out there, the Tivos, but they play like 50 games in the Argentinian <laughs> League, man. Of course, anybody's going to score a bunch of fucking goals down there. Give me a break. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to say it. Yeah. Oh, wrong with saying that. I don't, you know, it's... it's... I mean... And Enzo, I've never seen someone so, so, <laughs> I mean, I, I, different episode. Sorry, yeah. I'm going to cut myself off. Different episode. <laughs> but uh, things to latch on to. Great, great presence in the community. This club has has really done a good job of community service. Yeah, they, um, have, they have. Great job. They have built soccer pitches all over the city. The social currency is real, as Joe likes to say. Um, I'm wearing, you know, I see people. I met, I met someone. I, I, I go to this one of my favorite little coffee, local coffee shops is this drive-through spot called Burr and Berry on South Drive. I go there almost every day. The barista, she was like, "Oh, I had my Six Point Saturday shirt on." She goes, nice. "What does that mean?" It was. I, I love the idea of like being able to explain, you know, what is a Six Point Saturday? Oh, well, we have, you know, we have FC. We also have the Independence. You know, well, shout out to the Independence, by the way, two 0 win. 
uh, last week uh, on Saturday. I never got a chance to say this, but my, my soccer soul was fucking broken on Saturday morning. Like, I didn't even, like, I knew that we were going to lose on Saturday night. I just knew that we were mm-hmm. going to lose. And it, and I told you as much mm-hmm. during the week privately. Yeah. And you tweeted as much. How You said, imagine what's going to happen when we get our ass kicked by Cincinnati <laughs> after the Philly game. Okay, <laughs> you, yeah, you okay, were out okay, there. Yeah, I'm not blowing that. up your spot. <laughs> I guess I did say that. Probably. Yeah. Um, but when the when the the independents scored two goals, yeah, and we're up in the second half, yeah, how did they keep that league? How did they keep right. that lead? That must they be kept really a tough. Lead. That yeah. must be really tough. Must have been tough. I mean, I don't know how Mike, I don't know how Coach Jeffries pulled that off. I mean, Coach Jeffries, where would we where would we be with this same group of players in the in the standings with Coach Jeffries in top? Who knows? But I will say, it's all to bring it all full circle though. Yes. And shout out Corey Bennett for scoring a goal with your face. And shout out Omar Cease <laughs> yeah. for somehow scoring a non-banger. I couldn't believe that, but it was slick. Um, independent, what you're latching on to if you're a Charlotte FC season ticket holder, it's all part of the the whole. It's all part of the whole. The independence feeds into Charlotte FC. The it soccer does. Does. of the soccerness of the city, and the legacy are part of that too. Independence women are part of that. The new Super League coming up. Yeah. We'll start that. The fucking. Pineville Hops, semi-pro team, down playing in fucking Pineville, level up Luke season ticket holder. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, it's a soccer city. And, like, so what you latch on to is, like, we have we have a, a, we have skin in the game. We have a foot in the door of the highest level of soccer in the United States. And we're in the game. And right. Right. things have not gone to plan. And it sucks. And I, I hate, you know, Ten Commandments told you don't be covetous of your neighbor. But I don't give a fuck. Sorry, Moses. I'm like... <laughs> You know, uh, on Yom Kippur, I will not even fucking atone for the fact that I'm jealous as hell of St. Louis. But you know what? The the hard times make the good times sweeter, and nothing nothing that comes easy feels as good as something that was earned through blood, sweat, and tears. And I've certainly sweat. I've certainly given tears. I have yet to give blood for this club that I can remember, but I'm certainly not opposed to it. Charlotte Soccer Show. I'm John Hayes. He is Danny Brams. You can follow him on Twitter at Danny Rams. You can follow us on Twitter at For the Crown Baby. And there's a soft launch, just so you know, Danny. A new Instagram as what? soft launch. <laughs> Let's go. If you report our fucking Instagram, <laughs> I will find you. I will Liam Neeson your ass and find you. Charlotte Soccer City is the Instagram. Follow Charlotte Soccer City on Instagram. We're going to be doing content there. We're going to be hanging out for the remainder of the season, making sure that whatever happens here, whatever happens down the stretch, and down the stretch they come, (laughs) and Charlotte FC is behind by 47 lengths. Whatever happens in the final stretch of the season, we will be here to talk about it. We know it's disappointing. We know that the fan base right now is feeling like they're not getting their money's worth. And the question becomes, can we get lucky? Can we just get a little lucky, please, fucking for Franz Ferdinand's sake? I'm with you, man. I love it. Um, five, Five to go. Five for fighting. I'm up for two home matches. One where maybe there'll be a little alien from Argentina uh, <laughs> there there to make some magic happen. Uh, still never selling my tickets. I hope Messi plays. I really, 
if you bring a camera, I, I would love to get someone on camera offering me $1,000 and I can hand it right back to them. I think that'd be fantastic content. Um, you know, what can I say, man? We got five for fighting, you know? Five for five. We're in for the fight. Let's get, let's win all five. Yeah. Why you not? know? Why the fuck not? Remember, I, I think it was, I think it was Brawny. It was, that, remember when we were talking to, to uh, 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 Brawny and I think it was when we were talking to Arfield. <laughs> Bron oh, yeah, yeah. Bronny, he said win them all. Yeah, Brawny said this last year. We, we talked to Brawny off, off mic we, at the Brawny, the first inaugural Brawny party. Yes. And he was like, we were like, yeah, we hope to win a few, a certain yeah. number of some, yeah. such upcoming matches. No, we're going to win them all. You know, same message from Arfield this year. No, we're going to win them all. So the players think they can win them all. The fans, I don't know. I don't know what I think anymore. But beat New England, anything's possible. Charlotte Soccer Show, John Hayes, Danny Rams, and do us a favor. Leave us a rating. If you're sure. here right now, hit those five stars. Leave us a review. It means a lot when you leave a review for the show. And I don't want to I don't want to like be too much of a pro. Like if you're if you're not a drinker, that's fine. If you can't drink, I totally get it. It's hundred percent no big deal. Uh but we like to feature the drinking aspect of the show. So what I'm going to say, for those of you who do like the, the part where we talk about the beers and everything on yes. the show, Fuck yeah. it's October coming up. Go have a Stein. Fuck yeah. This Steincast <laughs> yeah. is been, it's been incredible. <laughs> yeah. And cheers to that. And like always, and like forever. For the crown, baby. <laughs> <laughs>